Hello everyone and welcome to the third episode of Taboo Talks. Today I'm here with Nikki. Hi everyone. And my co-founder Gigi. Hello everyone. We're really excited to have you Nikki. So if you want to start by introducing yourself. Okay, yeah. Hi guys, thank you so much for listening. Um, my name is Nikki. I'm from the Philippines. I'm a senior here in BU right now. Um, and I'm majoring in sociology, minoring in Questrom in innovation and entrepreneurship. What are your hobbies and passions? Okay, um, I am someone who, I guess, has a lot of hobbies and passions. I'd like to think I'm very multi-interested. Passions, definitely, I love learning, mm -hmm. which is why I've decided to pursue academia and grad school, at least in this point of my life. I love to write. I love to read. On the more hobby side, I suppose, well, I mean, it's also a passion. I really enjoy fitness and health, so I love weightlifting. I love yoga. Um, when I'm in the Philippines, because I grew up in the islands and on the ocean, I love to dive. Mm -hmm. I recently got my advanced scuba diving license last summer, which is really cool. Oh. And I really want my dive master one, but that takes a long time. What else? I love fashion. I love beauty. I love doing my makeup every morning. Mm -hmm. Honestly, it's the best thing ever. I love being with animals. I used to ride horses and working on some dog training. I want oh, a certification wow. for that as well. I'm very wow. close to my dog. She's a rescue puppy. Yeah, that's... A good summary i think for our listeners nikki has a pretty big instagram fan base so if you want to tell us how that started oh okay well i wouldn't say it's a fan base <laughs> <laughs> and i wouldn't say it's big but i grew up in a family business in the philippines we work mainly in retail and fashion and one thing i'm really proud of is that it's a female founded female owned female led business <laughs> it's founded four generations ago by my great grandmother and she yeah. started selling things in her living room from her travels abroad yeah. um, and then eventually expanded to become a department store chain in the philippines and also expanded after that to distribute various fashion brand from like all segments of the market so from like really high end um, all the way to like more mass market things so that's how I kind of got I'd say accidentally <laughs> to become a public figure on Instagram I actually since high school I was really into writing and so I started um, working for one of the newspapers in the Philippines I had a column on it where I talked about things similar to what you guys talk about mm -hmm. on this podcast lots of women's issues leadership mental health women in business things like that and I turned my account public so I could promote the articles at that time people ended up following me because it had like a bit of a, a readership surprisingly enough and then I hosted a women's leadership talk show for them interviewing various like female CEOs in the Philippines so that gave it more traction and then I took a gap year between high school and coming to BU to work in various industries, working various jobs. Part of that was uh, my father gave me a taste of the family business, and I ended up traveling all over the world with him to different fashion capitals, Paris, Milan, London, yeah. etc., attending fashion weeks, going to showrooms, going to meetings, and I would just post my outfit because, mm -hmm. like, why not? Yeah. Um, and and people like ended up following. Okay. So that just happened. Yeah, that is accidentally. Accidentally. Yeah. <laughs> Do you like it or would you like prefer to have like a more low key profile? I, you know, I get this question a lot and I think it's a necessary evil. I have some friends in like the industry, whether it be fashion or acting, etc., and like they do very well in the spotlight, they do very well with the fame, and it's something they want and something they know how to use. I would rather not be scrutinized like top to bottom every mm -hmm. day by like thousands of random people because I think there is something beautiful and valuable in keeping the best parts of your life private, right. which I still try to do. I also think that social media 
can be such a toxic place because you know keyboard warriors people can hide behind a screen and pass judgment with like only a fraction of information but i think it's a necessary evil because nowadays sure people look at your linkedin but in industry like fashion they also look at your instagram you do well representing yourself and what you love on your instagram so i mean i try my best right because like i you know working with brands and like different companies everyone always has like a very preconceived notion of who they want you to be and how they want you to present yourself Mm -hmm. and one thing I always try to be aware of is presenting myself in a way that I would feel good about and presenting myself in a way that like if I looked back at it Mm -hmm. 20 years down the road I wouldn't be like why did I do that Mm -hmm. you know and like staying within the bounds of what I think is proper and authentic and speaks to the right thing. So I try to be very, very careful with that. I guess that leads to our first question. Mm. How do you balance work and life? Because you also <gasps> love to pursue academia, but you also love fashion. You have so many hobbies, passions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think for context, like what I ended up balancing over the course of my college career was pursuing academia, right, with the intent of like getting into grad school and then also working part time for the family business mm-hmm. in their mer- merchandising and marketing efforts. The way that I balanced this was through so much trial and error, honestly. Mm -hmm. I was very type A growing up. I really wanted to do everything and be everything to everyone and like do the most and like forget about taking care of myself. Mm -hmm. I ended up in the emergency room two times over the course of my college career, one in freshman year, one in junior year. And by the time I ended up in my junior year, I got this like infection that progressed to a really bad stage because my immune system was so compromised and I could have died. and so like in that moment i was like this is enough yeah like this is so wrong you know but i mean i i forgive myself because everyone projects this image of like i'm doing the most like oh you worked 30 hours this week i worked 80 blah 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 like i didn't sleep and people are proud of that and i just do not think it's something to be proud of i've seen that in the u.s and it's shocking oh yeah who has the most clubs under their list who has the most hours and who sleeps the least like i completely understand understand that like working shorter or you know working in a more comfortable way because there's also a trend on social media right of everyone being like this is my 5 a.m morning routine and then yeah. their like work day doesn't start till nine like that is a privilege of mm-hmm. course not everyone can have that much agency over their time and their schedule but i'm a big believer in taking care of yourself like you are a valuable thing to yourself um Because health is everything, and I think the pandemic showed us that. So that was a big Mm -hmm. wake-up call for me when I woke up in the emergency room and I was like, oh my god, I really got myself here. I was not taking care of myself. And so after that, I really tried to, and I think this is also something that really applies to women because, you know, our bodies are biologically a lot more sensitive. We have a lot more, like, hormonal fluctuations than men do. Yeah. Paying attention to the cues that your body gives yourself. Paying attention to how you eat, how you sleep, how you feel, and give space to those cues those Mm -hmm. messages instead of like powering through because i think you know in some ways we live in a man's world where it's like just like apply brute strength to everything you do i think as a woman you don't necessarily get the best out of things if you apply that same mentality because your body also your emotions your mood everything will be different at different times of the month and like really yeah. honoring that and learning how to work around that uh, and with yeah. that really helped me balance. Yeah, and I think there's not enough education about it, you no. know? It's not talked about and, and we are biologically very different mm-hmm. and 
you know, our days work different because, you know, we don't work in days, we work in months. Mm -hmm. I think there definitely should be more education on that side and I agree with you. I always prioritize my sleep. That's my number one thing that I'm never mm -hmm. gonna compromise. What about you, Paula? I don't sleep. I do stay up working until late, but because during the day I prefer to like do other things. The way I do the balance is I extend my day so that I can also like take care of myself. No, that makes a lot of sense. Like, I'm very much into performance optimization. And, like, the last couple years, I've really been exploring things like circadian rhythms. Everyone has a different, like, sleep-wake cycle. Everyone has a different time in the day where they can do, like, highly intellectual tasks and then highly physical yeah. tasks. And, like, learning all about your own natural, let's call them biorhythms, right, has really helped me maximize my day and how I get things done. And really just yeah. getting more and, like, quality things done in a given amount of time yeah and everyone is different because me it's like i need no one i need like very little light and i need to be like super stressed that I, like i have like an hour to do it and then i'll get it done yeah she's a cs major yeah dark room and everything that's dark her room, oh computer. yeah i need the sun coffee like <laughs> lavender spray in the air <laughs> we're very different people i'll have my candle i'll have my candle but yeah <laughs> <laughs> but yeah and i do agree that your body tells you like sometimes I push myself like too hard. I'm number one fan of all-nighters, but they're so bad for me. Mm -hmm. Like the day after my all-nighter, I'll be fine. I'll be like running like perfectly, but then after the you exam, crash. I crash. Like I'm out. Yeah, I've so. never I've never done a single all-nighter because I know it doesn't work for me and it's like yeah. a rule that I set. I need a lot of sleep. It's a rule that I set for myself like I just will not because I know what's going to happen yeah. and, you know, I have more delicate health. The last thing I wanted to say with regards to this particular topic is I think it's so important to remember that, like, you can be gentle with yourself and there is a strength in that. Because, again, I think, especially going to school in the United States, there's this very intense rat race culture and, and like, mm -hmm. again, applying brute force to everything you do doesn't necessarily work out all the time. There is a lot of strength in being gentle in the way that you approach things, in the way that you approach others, in the way that you approach yourself. And you don't need to like prove that or qualify that to everyone. Like, have you ever seen those memes where it's like American work culture getting on like open heart surgery, right? And you'll yeah. still like answer your email the next day. <laughs> I don't believe in that. I don't think you always need to explain to people that you're going to take care of yourself. Of course, you shouldn't abuse it, right? Like you can't take a mental health day every single moment you feel a little yeah. uncomfortable, but there's no need to justify looking out for yourself. I think there's a misconception that you need to follow a certain path and do certain things to, you know, be successful or get the best internship or something like that. But yeah. I think one of the main reasons why this is an issue is because people compare themselves to each other. Yeah. And you cannot do that. You have to compare yourself to yourself, where you were in the past and where you're right now. Yeah, yeah I think that's so true. I mean, you were asking me about social media earlier. And that's one thing I hate about social media because it gives people all these arbitrary metrics of comparison when really your main point of comparison should be where you want to be versus where you are now versus where you came from. There's no need to look around at everyone else so much. It is healthier and often more productive to look inwards. Because you always tend to look at the people that are doing more things or whatever and then you feel undermined and then you put pressure on yourself and I think that's like the worst thing you can do. This leads to my second question. How many pressures you face from anyone, your family, your followers or yourself? Like I put a lot of pressure on myself to be the best, get the best grades, do the most. I don't know if you have that as well. Constantly. Like, <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I feel pressure from all sides. I feel pressure from myself. I think, you know, as a woman... In some ways, people feel more entitled to you than they would to a man. 
I think men mm. are able to walk around the world in some ways, not all, not making generalizations, but with a lot more access to self-determination. Whereas like a woman, also because of like the role that we play in families, like the way women are traditionally expected to be, to be super nurturing and super accommodating and super accommodating of like everyone else's feelings, mm-hmm. right? But at the same time, you have to be total achiever at work, at school, you know, the way that men can because we live in like yeah. a society with more equal opportunity now. You have to be able to be a boss, be very high achieving, you know, control your emotions. At the same time, you're expected to look perfect while you do it, yeah. right? People will give you less passes for behavior that, and we've talked about this, Gigi. I do 100%. feel that like we've certainly made a lot of progress in this generation. I don't want to like undermine that, but like there are still a lot of standards that women are held to that I've seen men get passes on so many times. So I definitely feel a lot of pressure because everyone, and it's not a bad thing, like we're fortunate enough to have a lot of people who love you, a lot of people who care Mm -hmm. about you. Everyone has a certain version of you that they want you to appear to them as, and they want you to walk through life as, but I think the work is figuring out what version of that speaks most to who you are and what you want to be for yourself. It's hard though. There's many competing interests. Like we don't live all alone. So there's many people to think about as you make life choices. And that's always a balancing act. Do you think we should prioritize ourselves though? Like what we want? I mean, I think, again, there's a lot of discourse about like me, myself, and I. And that's also something I notice a lot in um, American or more Western culture. It's very individualistic. Mm -hmm. I think we should prioritize what we want, but not at the expense necessarily of other people. Yeah, I think connection is really important. And I feel like if we had a more community-based culture, it would be healthier for everyone and Mm -hmm. we'd all succeed more. We would help each other out. And that's very powerful when you have different people with different skills helping each other out, helping each other become better. Yeah, I mean, that's why we also have like the mental health crisis that we're in right now. Mm -hmm. It's such an isolated world. And I like to try to do everything I can to not feel that way to not create that same sense of isolation and individualism at least in my community how do you deal with the pressures Gigi? i think the biggest pressure for me is myself i definitely think that my friends and my family and the people around me don't put a lot of pressure on me i think sometimes they even underestimate Mm. what i can do so for me it's more of like oh i want to prove everyone wrong (laughs) i agree but i don't let that get to me i don't let that affect my mood or you know make me unhappy and i know when to set a boundary because i have been in situations where i felt like it wasn't healthy how much work i was doing and you know how little i was getting of sleep i feel like i've met like different ggs this time last year she put so much pressure on herself she wanted to do everything but now you seem happier you focus up on what you want and i think that's so important you need to like prioritize what actually like you enjoy because sometimes we like want to do everything but we don't do it as well so if you focus on like smaller amount of things that you actually enjoy doing and you're passionate about obviously you're gonna like do them better yeah and i think that's where the phrase quality over quantity is so important because again we live in a world where people expect quantity and quality that's just unrealistic Unrealistic. so quality over quantity any day another pressure that we really like to talk about here and we've talked about with our previous guests is the pressure that women face nowadays to succeed in a male-dominated world. So to clarify, when you you mean pressure, are you talking about the pressure of like women to succeed just as men can? Yeah. 
Okay. Ooh, ooh, controversial topic. <laughs> I think that there are some schools of thought that would like to look at women and men as very similar. The issue I take with that way of thinking is that male behavior is seen as the norm and the benchmark for men and women and people of other genders and sexual orientation. But for the sake of simplifying this discussion, we make it about men versus women. I don't think that it's necessarily healthy or productive for women to feel extremely pressured to move through the world in the way that a man would because you are not a man right (laughs) i think i mean i i think that's also again like that's setting yourself up for so much stress and so much failure like i really do believe in people's ability to achieve what they set their mind to but like i think that doing it in a very masculine way is not necessarily the only way it is an Mm. option if you want to like there are some girls i know who are like that guy i can do exactly what he does and better And I'm like, that's amazing. And when they do it, I'm like, that's great. That's wonderful. I think it's amazing, but I think that there are different ways of getting to the same places. Mm -hmm. And there are also different paths and journeys and destinations that people want to go. So like, let's take hustle culture, for example. Mm -hmm. In some ways, I'm definitely a hustler. Mm -hmm. You know, I want to be master of my own fate, like, you know, decider of my own destiny. But I know some other women who their main goal is to be a stay-at-home partner raise a family, take care of a home while their partner is the one out there working. I think that there is just as much value in that type of work as being on Forbes 30 under 30 and being like a 25-year-old female CEO of like a tech company. Mm -hmm. There's value to both. And I think, you know, if what we're aiming for as women in 2023 is equality of opportunity, then I think what's important here is choice. The choice to decide what you want to do, the choice to be supported and have access to support no matter what choice you make, and the ability to have respect from yourself, from society, from others, no matter what you decide. Whether it's staying home and raising a family and maybe not Mm -hmm. working like in corporate America, or if it's climbing to the top of corporate America (laughs) and crushing everyone in your path, like it's all valid, it's all great, it's all important. Unfortunately, the world doesn't value these things equally. And I think it's even sort of a taboo right now to want to just be a mom and stay at home. Yeah, which is so unfortunate (laughs) because do you know how hard it is to be a mother? Yeah, we have talked about like how there's different ways like you can achieve the same thing and just because you do it a different way doesn't mean it should be less valued. Exactly. for me like as you said like there's so much value in the choices you make and just being able to like make the choices already like something unfortunately listeners that's all you're gonna get for today but if you want to keep hearing nikki's great advice stay tuned for part two it will be released very soon if you have any questions or just want a heads up when the next podcast is out subscribe to our newsletter and follow us on instagram and linkedin at dstickfem We hope you have a wonderful day. See you in part two.